Hey, what's good, LBK? Robert Jenkins here in Moon Mind Productions, coming with the latest episode of the Southwest Digest podcast. And I'm joined by my brother, Cambrell Miller. What's up with you, Cam? Uh, tripping. Why are you tripping? Because man? I was watching the, watching the waves, and then I just realized that. <laughs> You was introducing the show. <laughs> you, was, you was watching the who? I was watching the waves. I was stuck in that wave, watching the waves. Oh, move. the waveform on that? Waves. And then I was was like, man. Yeah. Then just started to hit <laughs> the can. podcast, and I'm tripping. I'm stuck like a... Uh, it bees that way sometimes. That's why it's a good idea not to have a monitor. I need a monitor right there so I can, so I can monitor. But we don't have one right there because... You get to looking at it too much. Like, what's that on my head? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Is that? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, with uh, Lubbock, man, welcome to the show, LBK. Um, we want to say peace to the East before we get started. And all the best to the West. Yep, and for my folks up North, I say, well, of course. And all those down South. Hey, that's your mind. What I'm going to talk about, Lubbock? Me too. Because that's, that's all, all we, we do. do. How we do know that's all we do is talk about Lubbock, man. We got a good show for y'all today. One of the things that I'm looking forward to getting into is that whole uh, situation with the Attorney General Ken Paxton, mm -hmm. and some. It's the latest COVID news, and if you ever had any doubts about COVID, we ain't finna get into it yet. That's gonna be down the prairie dog. Hole. <laughs> but if you ever had any doubts about COVID in your mind, uh, you might be. Uh, you might feel justified when you hear what Ken Paxton is talking about, the mm -hmm. attorney general. But before we get into that, y'all know we got to talk about what's going on. And man, I got, oh, quite a few things. First of all, I want to mention that they got the jazzy Christmas concert that's coming up uh, and it's going to be at. I think it's the Texas Tech Museum, Helen DeVitt Jones Auditorium. That's going to be next sun, uh, Saturday. Yeah. You, that is what it, that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, so you saw that? Because <laughs> when, uh, when we went to the, when the, the eclipse, uh -huh. when we went to get the glasses or whatever, that's where we went. Because oh. the planetarium is there. Okay. So yeah. it is in the, the Texas Museum of Ranch and Heritage or whatever they call it. Mm -hmm. So we was, yeah, okay. All right, so you learn something new every day. Yeah. Glad yeah. you clarified that, because I was thinking it was something to do with Buddy Holly Hall. I don't I don't think. It, they said it's the Texas Tech Museum? Yeah, it, do, yeah, it, that's, it does say. That's the, um. Yep. On 4th Street? Yep. Yeah. That's yep. The, where, the, where the ranch, well, I don't know with the, yeah, the ranch and heritage city is right behind it, but I know the planetarium in that thing. <laughs> that, that strange looking quasi pyramidal looking building, all them white bricks that go up and curve mm -hmm. like that. Is that the that the theater itself, or is that the ranch? I can't remember. That's the planetarium. That's the it? it's a museum in there too. Okay, yeah. So I bet it is in there. Mm -hmm. Well, let me tell you, I'm 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 messing up the the advertisement here because we're trying to figure out what's what. Where is that? But it's the jazzy yeah. Christmas concert. It's gonna be December 9th. 2023, of course, it's at 3301 4th Street, the Texas Tech University Museum, Helen DeVitt Jones Auditorium. That's sponsored by the Lubbock Roots uh, Historical Council. I'm trying to pull that in, make sure I get it right. Yeah, Lubbock Roots Historical Council. They also do the Cap Rock Jazz Festival, but this is the Christmas Jazz Concert and doors open at 530. There's a scholarship presentation, which I think is the whole point of the of the I think it's a fundraiser for a scholarship, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. 
It's going to be a mixer and a raffle drawing at 630 to 7. And the concert starts at 7, goes till 9. So, man, we're talking about 539. You're going to be up in that camp in the Southwest Digest crew part of us. Some of us going to be there. Yeah. Um, if you would like to join us, I think we may have a, a table. I can check on that and we'll see uh, mm. if we can actually, if that's going to be the case. You know it's what I'm saying? It's a musical. It's a jazz concert. Oh. And oh, well, so let me tell you who there. Tom Braxton, okay. uh, local saxophonist. <laughs> I like saying saxophonist. <laughs> got Chantel Stubblefield Bagley. You got Joy Harris. She cool. Bass. Be, be hitting that bass. And you got uh, Sheena Fadei Flores. So it's a wide assortment. It's going to be a diverse crowd. It's going to be a good time. From what I'm told, this is going to be my first one. I'm pretty excited about it. And uh, the only thing I'm nervous about is what I'm aware. It's formal. I don't think it's formal. I think it's just a, you know, it's a concert. It's a jazz concert. You're going to dress to impress. Uh, you you wouldn't have no problem with that because you always fresh. You know what, yeah, what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know if I'm jazz concert fresh. <laughs> I think, it, well, it's jazz. Dog. Jazz, you know what I'm saying? You could be, you could do, you could be you. That's yeah. why I like jazz. Cause you ain't got, you ain't got to be all G'd up. The cat I like, um, that I was telling you about on a couple weeks ago, we going down to Houston to see, he'd be wearing sweatpants and a little beanie with his dreads under it and t-shirt, 10 shoes. They be getting yeah. it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I don't know if, I don't think this is that situation. You can look at the poster and tell what they kind of want you to do. It like I, he got a suit on. But I'm going to tell you right there, I ain't going to have no suit on. <laughs> with the tie hanging. Yeah, yeah I, I can already tell you. Yeah. That I ain't going to have no suit on. Yeah. I'm going to wear me a nice shirt, mm-hmm. um, some slacks. I need to get me some boots, some cowboy boots, as the old dudes say. Yeah. I'm tap dance. I want to tap dance. <laughs> to some jazz. If you could tap dance to some jazz, man, we're going to have to. <laughs> man. We gonna have to. Oh, I was gonna ask you. Are you gonna hit that be legit? That's tonight, ain't it? Uh, nah, I I was. Yeah. But, uh, Why you change your mind? I got to work tonight. <laughs> oh well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, you got any anything else over there? I got quite a string of stuff here. Mm-mm. Well, let me just run through these then. Uh, I ain't gonna even talk about the be legit because that's tonight, and if you don't know about it, you ain't gonna be able to make it. Uh, <laughs> but they do. <laughs> Got the senior. Well, I mean, I don't think they come. I mean, unless they just want to get together yeah. and get their clothes on it because it started like 10. Yeah. Uh, they got the senior day out, though. That's actually December 20th, 2 p.m., age is 50 plus. That's that joint. Everything is 50 plus, and now I'm 50. I'm so sure noticing that. I was like, ah, oh, man. I feel like everybody cracking on me. 50 plus. Nah, Christmas that's party. It's a good club, man. Yeah. It is a good club to be in, I guess. But the Christmas party, senior day out, Wednesday, December 20th, 2 p.m., ages 50 plus. I'm going to be there chilling, most likely. 1836 Parkway Drive, for all y'all unaware, that's the Patterson Library. Mm. <laughs> uh, they got the second annual Eastside Community Event, hosted by Everything You Need, Tees and Choppers Cleaning Service. That's coming up on Saturday, December 16th. 11 a.m. to 7 at the May Simmons Community Center. I guess we're going to have to swing through there. Yeah, for sure. Take some pics and talk and yip yap and, and stuff. do what we do. And stuff like that. They're going to have the Lubbock Ballet Nutcracker there, too. Special guests. Mm. Yeah, May Simmons Community Center, Saturday, December 16th. 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., the East Side Community Event. Look like, uh, say, 
bringing the city to the E, our hood, our kids, our families, our city, and showing love at the same time. So y'all get out there and check that out. Uh, one thing that I didn't get to do that happened yesterday that I really wanted to check out is that uh, you remember when we was at that that black business holiday bazaar and we talked to that young man that was uh, the police officer and he said he was having that fashion show. His I think his company is named Choison, Chosen. Chosen one, okay. Oh, it's it's too slick for me. I was reading. It. I was like, it's a Cho ones and I'm like, okay, Cho. I knew that. I should have known that. I feel I feel silly now. Chosen one, okay. But they had their dreams to reality runway yesterday, and man, it was just I just could not find the the time and the wherewithal to be there. You know what I'm saying? I sure miss. Uh, wish we had made it out there though. Because it was a fashion show and uh, uh, all kind of cool stuff. We do have, apparently, another Christmas bazaar and live nativity going on Saturday, December 16th, 4 to 8 p.m. And that's going to be back at the Celebration Christian Center. And that's over there at 8001 Upland Avenue. We had a good time there when we went to that. Uh, you remember that, buddy? When we went to that event a couple of weeks ago, the Inclusive Fall Festival. Oh, yeah, that festival, the Crucify Festival. Yeah, do you have a good time out there? I did. Yeah, for all that's unaware, man, you can look at the Southwest Digest uh, website. That's uh, southwestdigest at substack.com, and you can see the pics. You got Mr. Nugent riding a horse out there, man. He, <laughs> I thought he was going to be like high old silver up in his mug and take off. I was like, be cool, be cool, buddy, because he had a fierce look of determination in his eye. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <coughs> I must say, man, you, ever, you always get to ride horses. <laughs> now that I think about it, I got about five or six different photos of Nate on horses at different places. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> What's up with that, man? I don't know. <laughs> Do you want us to get you a horse? No, I'm good. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have a house for that. No, we don't. We don't. We need a barn or whatever. A barn, but yeah. we don't have the space or the the uh, permits for that. Or to know how to even have a horse. <laughs> That's the main thing right there. Well, anyway, huh? Man, you're going to need more. You got you need an a iron horse corral a or that, something. A horse can jump a fence, no problem. Well. And how you doing that? Something, 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 something just ain't right. <laughs> of course, you can't say that. It just ain't right. Something, something. Yeah, hello, 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 <laughs> hello, hello. That's funny. <laughs> we gotta watch out for Uncle Ray because he can sing. Yeah, he, he can sing better than me. Well, he got two voices, and that was one of them. That was your Keith Sweat voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, we uh we just had a little bit of a moment of technical difficulties, but yeah. hey, we kept it rolling because this is that's how we roll, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Once we get rolling, we don't stop. Like Jay Rude Damage just say, let's do that joint we did the other day. All right, it's no turning back. Mm-hmm. Patch it up in the process. For real. For real. Um, so what was we just about to get into it? We had kind of finished up on what had what was happening. And uh oh, what's going on? Mm. So Tell us about, if you don't mind, man, get into a little bit. Uh, you've been over these highways and byways lately, huh? 
Uh, sorta, kind of, sorta, yeah. Uh, what they call that? Re- regional. <laughs> regional what? Driving. Regional driving. Mm-hmm. Where? How far you been? Where you been? Just uh, probably Roswell to Washers. like Save Abilene. Bread. You know what I'm saying? Roswell to Abilene. Did you see any UFOs out it. there? I did see uh. What I guess either it was SpaceX or a shooting star, but I still I think that um the meteor shower is still in up until December eighteenth I think really so it might be like between midnight and like six a.m. Uh-huh. uh twilight what yeah. they call thirty uh, is the best time you can see it huh that's and that, when I saw it it was. It's pretty late to see some re- some videos. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say when I saw it, it was closer to between 5 and 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. Ooh, man, you be overnight driving in. <laughs> when I was a young man, I, I would have been cool with that. Now I don't know because I'm so used to, you know, being working that day, that day shift, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can hang with that. Yeah, well. Anything interesting happened while you was out there on the road, man? Uh, hopefully not. Uh, I know. Huh? You know, just get there safe and get back safe. Yeah, that's all I'm trying to do, without incident. You understand me? So I don't. I don't know. Nope. 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 Yeah, you got the cameras going, Nate. Uh huh. No, you don't. I think you. I was because I was wiping. I was... You, you realize you're on, you're on mic, right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, hey, man, We, by the way, love, uh, last week, we thought we was going to have a real good down the prairie dog hole for y'all. And I wanted to mention just at the beginning here, man, we... We had some technical difficulties on that episode, but we finna get what we had. We had all the bros mm-hmm. back in, in the studio. Not all the bros, most of the bros in the studio. And uh, we was talking about some some crazy events that happened, like serial killers and skinheads and that we personally experienced. Real stuff. You know, this ain't we don't be making nothing up around here, man. We be this is all real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, um we we are we a skeleton crew around here, you know what I'm saying? So you got one or two eyes, one or two pairs of eyes and ears where you need about five or six. Mm-hmm. And um, it turns out that we lost, well, some of the audio was good, but me and Cam's audio was not good. And then the, my our, our video was good, but they video wasn't good. So it's like, oh, man, you, it's the, it's, yeah, it ain't. You, you just I mean, can't put it together match, right yeah. you know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, but. I do want to say we going we gonna get back in the studio with the bros next week and we're gonna retell those tales from the crypt, basically climbing out of middle grave. You know about that, and uh, cause it's really interesting conversation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's why I was curious. What is the what's the weirdest thing you ever seen while you was out driving on the roads? Uh, well, out the head, it was a cat man. It was a, it was, a um, it was before. They had knocked down Tech Ghetto. Uh-huh. I used to stay on 9th Street. This was my apartment's on 9th Street. And uh, <laughs> I was coming back from uh, from the east side, and I was coming down Broadway. And it's probably, I used to listen to Coast to Coast. Oh, of course. With uh, uh, George Nury. Uh-uh, Art Bell. Art Bell. That's when it was Art Bell. Uh-huh. And I'm just riding, chilling, you know, you know, downtown raggedy anyway. You can't 
can't can't skate. You can only that. do by fifteen, yeah. righteously without ten. Yeah, wait Muffler, a minute. I, I take it, I took exception to that. <laughs> dine time, you know. I say time, dine time. It's not raggedy. It's historic red bricks. Historical red raggedy bricks, man. <laughs> Teddy, that have your have your load raggedy too. Yeah, yeah. I know you do. <laughs> you come you do need to slow it down. <laughs> come through there if you want to. Right, man. I'm telling you, something gonna be hanging or rattling for real. But uh, yeah, I like historical. I ain't saying that. I'm just saying it is what it is. It is what it is. They I can at least put some type of ceiling or something on it that smooth it out, where you can still see what it is. Yeah, it looks like brick, but it's actually smooth enough. To not feel like we in a wagon riding across it, yeah. That's why it's historical, man. That's why I ain't with that. Yeah, everything in history ain't good. You know what I'm saying? They need to some stuff. Some stuff might need to be modernized. But I'm sorry, man. Pray continue with your story. <laughs> now, okay, drive back <coughs> across. Uh, coming back from the east side down Broadway, chilling, listening to coast to coast. Um, and it's a cat walking across the street. But I'm, man, I'm not driving fast. But the cat walked across the street, and like it's a puddle of water <laughs> on the curb, uh-huh. and the cat walked to the puddle of water and jumped up in the air, and then went sideways, man. And then, <laughs> and I was driving, and I was, I looked, man, and I, you know, and that I'm registering it in my brain, like, and I didn't just see this cat just, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it didn't jump. Like jump, it jumped yeah. straight up in the air and then it moved across. So it jumped and up it, and then moved at a right angle. Man, that's crazy. I wasn't. I was just driving. Yeah, I might have been tired, but I don't think that caused me to see that. I don't know what it was, man. Uh, yeah, it was so just awkward. Can you can you um, specify for the courtroom if there was no? Substances involved, no, nah, uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> not at that time. It wasn't. I'm trying to think of what I was doing. What was I doing? All I know what I was doing was driving down Broadway, listening wow. to Coast Coast, <laughs> creeping down Broadway. Yeah, I know that for a fact. <laughs> Your posse's on Broadway. <laughs> yeah, that's come on, that man. out the head, but. Not to go into Oh, but I'm talking about when you was like driving a truck. Oh. Cross cross country, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, regional or whatever. Uh have you ever seen anything weird Just on? uh uh stuff like I guess you would call shooting stars, I don't know. Yeah. Just different colors and yeah. different lengths and you know what I'm saying, different uh durations, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like dang, you, you know, once you see one and you kinda of, soon as you turn, that's like right at the end of it yeah. you see it and then Yeah. Some you you see it, you turn and you kind of see it. Oh, like that was, you know what I'm saying? And then some is just it's right in your line of sight when it's popped off. You know what I'm saying? You're like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, but it's faster than you can pull out something to record right, with it, right, do right. like that. But hmm. it just like I say, I don't know what it is, man. Uh, if it's a meteor, uh, shooting star, yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh. That remind me one time, uh, me and Pops back in, um, I I would say this was in the eight late eighties, mid to late eighties. Mm-hmm. We was uh we used to go out in the hog pen. Well, we used to call it the hog pen. I throw a municipal drive. You go out in the country, and uh, some kind of way, man, we had discovered that there was a uh, some kind of wild animal out there. We had found uh, like a fresh kill one time, or. I don't know if it was fresh. It's so long ago. I'm trying to remember. But anyway, an animal had been killed by mm-hmm. a predator, and we saw some tracks, and 
over a few weeks, man, we we was tracking it, and we ended up tracking it back to what we thought was whole. We never saw what it was. Mm. I'm thinking it was probably a bobcat, mm. a little wildcat. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe a coyote. <laughs> it's hard to tell, but. When you were talking about them shooting stars, so one night me and Pops was out there. I just we was uh, in the truck sitting out there, and it was we had the lights off. Of course, we had a little protection on us too because we sitting out in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. pitch black, looking for some kind of predator. You know, messing around to find a <laughs> werewolf or something. So we, we, you know, we was armed, but I say we. He was. <laughs> I was a kid, but uh, so while we sitting out there in the middle of nowhere in the pitch darkness, like you said, a big old bright falling star. Just lit up the air like, and hit the field out in front of us somewhere. You know what I'm saying? I thought that was amazing. We was like, oh, look at that. And I kind of wanted to go see could we find it. It hit the ground where y'all was at? Not Well, it was probably, I bet it was two 200 yards off. You know Something that fell out there? Yeah. Me. Well, I mean, I'm assuming it, it, it came down right in our line of view, line yeah. of sight. And it was headed to the ground right in front of us. So I, whatever it was, mm. it must have hit, uh, you know, must have hit the ground. I guess a lot of them meteors or meteorites or whatever you call them be made out of iron and who knows what. I was always thinking if if we could have walked out there and, and check, checked it out, it would have been like on the movies, you know, some glowing, rocking, little big Man. old p- crater or something. Don't touch it. I was going to touch it because I feel like if I touch it and put my fingers in my mouth, I turn to that plant dude. You be out of there. Yeah. You, know that, you remember that Tales from the... Was it Tales? No, Tales from the Crypt or Tales from the Dark Side? That that movie. Uh, it wasn't the TV series. They made a movie of it, and he, the mm. dude touched that meteor. I can't remember. It was hot, and he put his hands mouth, and he started turning into a plant. Mm. So some moss mm. or something like that over time. Mm. That's what I That's why I wanted to touch. No, nah, I wasn't going to touch it. I'm joking. Yeah, see? I wasn't going to mess with it. You're out of there with... <laughs> You're going to be out of there with that. Yeah. <laughs> I was not going to mess with it. But, yeah, we do a lot of that kind of stuff, man. When, when I was a kid, we used to we used to do a lot of that, go out in the country and uh, look for whatever, you know, just hang out and chill. I was going to tell a story, but I ain't going to tell it because uh, <laughs> it involved an animal, some wildlife being shot with a BB gun. Mm. And I don't know, that might, that might give people the wrong impression. Yeah. And better yet, it might have been something illegal, <laughs> something endangered or something. He'll get on, get on here and incriminate myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't do that. It wasn't, I don't think it was nothing endangered. Yeah, don't do that. But, uh, uh, man, we, yeah, we used to hang out in that hog pen quite a bit. Quite a bit. We had a, my family, my aunties and them had a church down that road and they used to stay out right at the hog pen. And, that church is still there. That's where we had grand, grandpa's funeral at. Mm-hmm. And that church is still there. And I remember when I was a kid, man, we just, uh, we was out there for something and we used to have to go. I used to stay with them. They used to babysit me. And they, that was their church. So it was like a lot of family members and extended family members that I didn't really know. They used mm-hmm. to go to that church. And I remember that church used to be spooky to me because they'd be up there talking about <laughs> catching the Holy Ghost and when you like four, you know what I'm saying? They talking about the Holy Ghost. That ain't no comforting discussion right there. I don't know what the Holy Ghost is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All I know is I don't really too much want to see him. Yeah. <laughs> and talking about uh, catching the Holy Ghost. And they used to catch the Holy Ghost. And, you know, how, you know how people catch the Holy Ghost and get out there and 
I don't know, they, they be falling out and dancing and stuff, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, yo, that's horrifying. I do not want to catch the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. And I remember one time, it was me and some other cats, and I, I don't even know who they were, some kids. And they was waiting on us to catch the Holy Ghost, saying we should come up to the front or something. Mm-hmm. And, man, if I kiss... When I kiss the Holy Ghost, bro, uh, I would like it to be something spiritually inspiring situation happening where it helps me contribute to my fellow human, you know what I'm saying, mankind out here doing the most highest will and work. Yeah. Not jiggling and jumping and screaming and popping, but yeah, I don't, I don't mean no disrespect and no offense to nobody, you know what I'm just I saying? I hear that. With yeah. me. Yeah. Not kissing. <laughs> the, so the you ain't Ruwak. never, you ain't yeah, never caught the, the Holy Ruwak. Ghost before? Uh, what's Muwak? Not the Ruach is just a uh, Hebrew for the Holy Spirit. Holy oh, Spirit, oh, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, but uh, no, not like that. <laughs> anyway, have you ever got it? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think if I say that, I guess not. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, because if, I mean, if you had, you probably would know. I, I guess, but I'm just saying, I don't think it was. What do you gauge that on? Right. I mean, it's gauged on. How other people say they caught it? No, I've never caught had it like that. You know what I'm saying? I've never had anything that made me want to jump uncontrollably and jerk and you know what I'm saying yeah, and yeah. scream and run around the church and stuff like know, that. I haven't. Yeah, I, I haven't caught that. I never have caught it, man. But I almost caught it. I felt it coming on one time, and it's the weirdest situation. We was at we was in Houston. I think we was in Houston at my wife's sister's church, I believe. I think that's what it was. I'm, it don't matter. We was at a church in Houston. And uh, it was a church that you know wasn't our home. We, we ain't from, well, she's from Houston, but we were visiting. We were at some strange church or new church or whatever. And the uh, something was, he was, the, the preacher was preaching and he was whooping and getting it, getting it in. You know, he was mm-hmm. reaching that fever pitch or whatever. And, uh, um, the room had a charge to it. Now, you know, mm-hmm. it, it did have a charge to it and people mm-hmm. was catching the Holy Ghost and uh, falling out and stuff. And um, something happened that I had never seen before that um, I didn't know what was going on. And this whole time while this charge was going in the room, I could feel a strange energy coming in me. And he was talking about speaking in tongues and Holy Spirit was moving and stuff. And I could feel something like, it was very, I don't know how to explain it, man. It was very, it was a feeling of discomfort. Like I had to move, you know what I'm saying? It was, mm-hmm. I was feeling itchy almost. Not itchy physically, but itchy in the, in the spirit, I guess. And I was just about to, I felt like I was about to lose control. You know what I'm saying? And and right when I was about to, like maybe, I don't know, jump up and start dancing or something. <laughs> somebody, uh, apparently somebody fell out in the back on the floor. Mm. And... I didn't. I had never seen this before. Where somebody in the front, the people that work at the church, the deacons, the ushers, or whatever, they got up and took a, cl- a cloth back. And now I know what that is. They covering up for modesty. So when you fall out, they don't even if your dress fly up or something, they'll cover you up for modesty. But <clears throat> I didn't know anything about that. I just saw some people get up with some white cloths or something, moving swiftly to the back. <laughs> and I, mm-hmm. as now keep in mind, I'm 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 right here feeling twitchy and itchy. Mm-hmm. About to do something, and I when I saw them going back, I started looking 
back and the preacher, you know how the preacher talked to you and he be talking to you. Mm-hmm. He saw me about to look back and he was he was preaching. Yeah. And when the Holy Spirit is moving. And I said, yeah. But as I turned my head, he said, and you don't need to be looking back at the back because it don't concern you what's going on back there. And when he said that. I stopped in mid turn. <laughs> I realized oh, he talking to me. And right when he said that, I lost that whole itchy energy feeling that was coming. It was rising. It just dissipated. Mm. So I, I didn't do nothing. I just ended up going deflating. Mm. Mm. But I think it felt like I was about to catch something. You know what I'm saying? Like I was about to start moving. That's the closest I ever got to the Holy Ghost. Mm. Or to catching the Holy Ghost. Yeah, bro. Got a, um, Jason, he got a pretty interesting uh, experience. Which next week we need to I'm, I'm remind me to mention it to him. Yeah. You tell, yeah, he has a pretty. Yeah. Um, have uh, Nate? Have you ever had any kind of weird, interesting re- religious experience? No, sir. Oh, okay. How's the the switching coming? Everything good over there? Uh-huh. All right. Well, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. This. Uh, I guess we'll get into what you bumping, and we need to figure out what song we've been bumping. And I'm having a hard time at this moment. Figuring out what song have I been bumping, but I will tell you the other day at work we was filming a a podcast and one of my work colleagues, he's a tall gentleman of Caucasian persuasion, mm-hmm. but uh, one of the things I always say when we wrapping up a shoot when it's successful, I say, I say, boom, get chop. You remember that? Mm-hmm. that uh, the click, the click, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know that song is totally unsuitable for the show. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's possible to make a a clean version of that song. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now it, it ain't because <laughs> you have to cut too much out of it. But when he said that, it was funny because I always say "boom get chopped," and then when we wrapped it up, he said, "As Robert would say, boom get chopped." So yeah. it's like I got my kids saying it. Everybody around here, like you, like you say though, I don't think my wife digs that saying. Yeah, I, she, <laughs> she she chips her teeth at me every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, yeah, you suck your teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the kids like it. I think it's funny. I think it's cool. But she just, uh, yeah. Um, but that's not really what I've been bumping. That's just one of the songs that came to mind when we was talking about music. Mm-hmm. You ain't listening to nothing cool while you was out there. Nah, man. Uh, lately, the last couple of days, man, I, it's really been like podcasts and. Ebooks. You what you been? What, what podcast you been peeping out? Uh, man, I do a lot of jumping around. Uh, jumping one around. of them is uh, it's a it's a uh, he's a Moore Moore's mm-hmm. World TV, but he uh, he does a lot of uh, I don't I don't watch it all the time, but it's interesting because uh, it's like he's uh, po- he's pointing out uh. He calls them grifters. Oh yeah, yeah. In yeah. the community, whether it's the conscious community, the yeah, like Moorish people, yeah, uh, who whoever, like, like Moorish science temple, yeah. Like so whoever, like he was, uh, he was on Tariq Nasheed head for a minute, yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about him. I haven't peeped him out enough, Tariq Nasheed. To every time I see him, though, he seemed to be saying something controversial and. I'm, check that Morris World TV out. I'm telling you, the videos where he's talking about, because he is interesting. 
what he talk about and he bring the receipts with it per se you know what i'm saying so it's it's interesting to see man like uh what's what's real and and what's not and then what people fall for man it's crazy give me like an example like you you can be talking some good stuff and be very knowledgeable and very articulate and well dressed yeah and a straight crook Oh, of course. And you going to win. People, they don't. People go by appearance and how you sound. You know what I'm saying? You sound And it's when you look at it, when you look, look at good. the whole packages of everything, like that's, it, that's just what it is. People just getting over, man. Like, But if you actually gaining something from it, I guess you donating or cash apping or whatever they do, I guess that's what you, you're supposed to do. But yeah, I, I don't know. You know, like I'm not. I, I'm just real objective on everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And I just feel like my opinion is not black or white. Right. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It's always in gray areas and everything. Like it's it could be that it's but you gotta gotta factor in this. You can't you can't because if you build just you know what I mean. And yeah. I'm just all try to cover all bases of things. I mean, I don't know if it's possible or impossible. Maybe it's uh, impossible feats, but <laughs> kind of like we were saying the other day, man. The only, and I, who was it, Socrates or Plato or whoever said, "Only thing I know is that I don't really know nothing." Every time, every time I think I do start having a, I think I start having a a, a decent understanding of something. So you know, what I'm saying something happens. Yeah, that's like, well, well, dang, I, I don't, I don't think it's uh. Some of some stuff isn't meant to know. What is it? An unknown, 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 yeah. known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But yeah. uh, some battle ropes fell. Yeah, that, but that's the truth. Like yeah, it is true. Some things, true. some things are that are, that go on in the world because we we're, we're not evil spirited. You know what I'm saying? Type people like we can't fathom. Some of the things that are actually going on in the world right now, right now at this point in time, somewhere, yeah, it's something un unimaginable going on. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's being done by some people that you would never imagine. And doing. that's and that's the crazy part about it, man. Yeah, this is one of the in in my opinion, man. That's one of the biggest things, uh, and this is going to lead into the, our discussion about Ken Paxton and uh, and COVID and all that stuff. This is one of the things that. One of the reasons that many people, I think, refuse to see some of the stuff that's going on because you you're imagining other people in power mm-hmm. as being like you. But people in power are not necessarily like you. You forget that power corrupts and absolute power cor- corrupts. Absolutely. absolutely. And if you got mad money involved in something or mad potential for power and control over other humans. The only people that want to be in those positions are people that you you and I cannot identify with. That's what I'm saying. It's people that's going to perpetuate the cycle of rottenness. You know what I'm saying? Basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not people that that actually get in the positions and think that they can make a change. Yeah. Like, eventually, a point, t- a point comes to where either they're going to be compromised or they're going to be pushed. Something, some type of way they're going to be discredited or... yeah. Yeah, and from what I understand, um, I 
my understanding of it, and I ain't never been in no high positions of power, but reading about people who have been and who have analyzed power politics and stuff like that, power elite analysis, I guess you call it. Mm -hmm. uh, they say that you don't get to be in any positions of authority and influence unless you have dirt on you. It's just like being in a gang. It's mm -hmm. exactly like being in a gang. You got to do some dirt to get in a gang. You got to jump somebody. You got to kill somebody. You got to steal something. You don't get to be in a position of power unless they have dirt on you. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things like, um, you know, my, my background is in intelligence. That's one of the things that uh, that's one of the easiest ways to get intel out of somebody. If you got a if you got a, a target, some person that knows something and you want them to cooperate with you. Mm -hmm. Um, you either you you talk to them and over over time slowly just get to know them a little bit, let them trust you, <laughs> and you see what motivates them. What what do they need? You talk to a cat long enough, you gonna find out he need four hundred thousand dollars for his dad's surgery. Oh, really? You talk to a cat long enough, you gonna find out he like to do weird things and you know that. Most people don't do, mm. or you can get him. You can maneuver him into a situation mm. and get him to do some some reprehensible stuff. And of mm. course, you have it set up to where it's on camera, mm. and then you develop what's called a control file. And that control file is what you have on people to do exactly what you said. Whatever information you have on somebody to make them do your bidding, mm. and that's why you don't get to be. Because in other words, the people that benefit from the way things are, they ain't gonna let it easily be demolished and taken away from them yeah it's just like what you were saying uh <clears throat> what you were calling the job like you were saying to do it in the community only to a certain point because if oh, they actually succeed yeah what's gonna be the <laughs> there won't be a need for them or the, mm -hmm. they job and it's it's all the same thing and i was telling my wife there man like this system is set up on misery man like it's got to be people suffering like it has to be, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's how it's set up. Like the majority of people are barely, barely making it. And then it's a small few through all this that's getting richer and richer. Right. Because the position that they in and the understanding that they have with certain things, but it's not a common knowledge for the people. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. So they winning. Everybody else down here fighting and scratching for crumbs. And these people build a million dollar bunkers in the middle of the ground yeah. with more food in that bunker than we could stack up in a year. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's just something that's in a bunker. That ain't even saying right now where they at. Right. And you see it. You see it all the time. But it gets to the point. People, you won't believe me. You won't believe that people are capable of doing some of the things they are because you're measuring them by yourself. Mm -hmm. But you're just a regular person. We're just me and you. We just regular dudes. We ain't never been in charge of uh, some huge intelligence apparatus. We ain't never been in charge of the National Institutes of Health. We ain't mm -hmm. never been in, in a situation where we have our finger on something that can make millions of dollars if we do this. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So we can't fathom what these cats will do. That reminds me of um, Robert F. Kennedy. He has a book called, um, I think it's called The Real Anthony Fauci. And I, I got it on my nightstand. I haven't cracked it open yet. Mm -hmm. I've been intending to read it, but I, man, I'm always reading. So 
I got a never ending book list. This, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I'll be shuffling them. So that when I, I moved it down, moved it down. But in that book, from what I understand, he details exactly who Anthony Fauci was and how he pulled the same stuff during AIDS that he AIDS. pulled during mm. during COVID. Mm-hmm. The exact same playbook, the exact mm-hmm. same rules, scenarios. It was just AIDS versus today it was COVID. Anthony Fauci used to be considered a, a villain in the 80s. Mm. And right there, how long has this dude, how is it possible that he'd been 40 years since I was a kid, <laughs> he'd been in the same high echelons of power over the medical system. Killing people. Killing people, yeah, killing yeah. dogs. The <laughs> stuff he supposedly did with black and brown uh, orphans mm-hmm. up in New York City, I think it was, giving them AIDS and not treating them or something like that, and they yeah. finding bodies. And Man, it was just, people would say, oh, that's, that's preposterous. Yeah, because you're judging by pe- yourself and people you know. You're not the proper yardstick for that. Mm-hmm. If you was in his position, what would you do if you had the ability to make millions of dollars? People don't know, for example, like those cats at, at the National Institutes of Health and stuff like that. When they pass a vaccine, if they if they get a vaccine or any medication out into the public, into the market, and it becomes something that's sold, they get royalties off of that for life. Mm-hmm. Up to, I think, 150000 a year, 130000 a year, something like that. Mm. So what incentive do you have to not put a bad medication out? You can't be sued in the case of vaccines. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I ain't never been in that situation. Yeah. I don't, I've never had my finger on the button of that kind of power. Yeah. I guess you got to have a conscience, man. I you feel know? like I wouldn't give in. You're right. I don't see how <laughs> you, you could possibly be evil yeah. like that. That's evil. And it's, it's, uh, I mean, I would say to an, to an extent where it's full disclosure, uh-huh. a full understanding of what, what's the risk and what's going on with it and what it is, what it does. And then it's your choice if you choose from this point, but all the information you need to know is laid out and there's nothing hidden, no fine print. That's cool. That's a choice. That's just like somebody buying a pack of squ- a pack of squares and smoking them. You know what I'm right. saying? Like you know, it's no it's not good for you. It's chemicals. It's kidney. This and that. But at least that's a choice, right. a conscious choice that somebody's making. That's a difference. Like I don't know if people understand that. Like yeah, people can say, oh well, how do you? How can you do this, this, that, and the third? But then you do this, right? Like don't that contradict everything? And it's like not really because that's a conscious choice, right? To say I know the risk and everything that comes with this, I'm cool with that. Yeah. All this other stuff that I'm not asking for, don't just slide it up under the ingredient label. Right. I don't want that. You right. know what I'm saying? I yeah. don't want those chemicals. I hear you. In me or yeah. ingested that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And it's it's just a choice. You know what I'm saying? A preference. Just like an alcoholic beverage, non-alcoholic, uh, dairy or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so some people don't eat pork. Yeah. So. Some people do. Same person that don't eat pork might smoke or, you know, drink alcohol or whatever. But it's, yeah, these yeah. are choices. And just even like vegans, everything vegan is not healthy. Just because it's not meat don't mean that it's healthy. I was going to say, in my personal opinion, and this is nothing against vegans, but I look at, what is that form follows function? The way something is designed, it tells you what it's made for and what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And we have teeth that grind veggies and grasses and stuff. Molars, but we also have incisors. 
that eat, that tear meat. So that tell me we, we wasn't designed to be vegans. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And no successful human society, to my knowledge, has ever been totally vegan. And in fact, I was reading something the other day, and they was talking about, um, I think it was Plato. He had his uh, The Republic, and basically it's a scenario in there for the how to make a new world order, a pyramid scheme where there's a few people at the top that control everything. And uh, in that, he says, ideally, you should restrict people to being vegans, because if you're vegans, this is what Plato is saying. This ain't me. He said, you, you take away meat, that takes away that intestinal fortitude and them passions and that anger. The people that let you rule over them. They ain't got no meat. They ain't got no red blood. Nothing to get their ire up. Mm-hmm. They'll be passive and you can just do with it whatever you want. Mm. That, that's what he said. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and going back to what we were talking about, how do you have a mindset like that? Who do you think you are to be determining that, how you going to rule over people and we going to feed them only beans and, and, and veggies and so we can keep them docile. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's That's... That's a foreign mindset right there. Mm-hmm. And that's But you know what's crazy is is that some people don't have structure and they need that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They need yeah. that to get them that structure in their life of what So in other words, some people need to be ruled over mm-hmm. or want to be. I think so because so many people look at the same thing that everybody else is looking at and don't see a problem with it. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. It is what it is. And you better not. And you better. You better and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's like they got that kind of conversation for you. So it's like, all right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To each his own, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, <clears throat> who really knows? Going back to that, what what do you actually On know? our level, yeah. On our level, who really knows, man? On the common man's level. Yeah. The only person I know know is God. Mm-hmm. I say person, but you know, spirit, whatever. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he, uh, I will say, I think he speaks to you, but he don't always be clear with yeah. the way he's speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that Pastor Stubblefield was talking about the three ways he speaks to you mm-hmm. through other people in the spiritual, in the physical world? And what was the other one? Oh man, I got to rewatch that episode. The uh, hearing it three times. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hearing it three times from three different people and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Y'all better peep that out. Pastor Stubblefield dropped some some pretty interesting stuff on there. Look down on the page there on uh, Southwest Digest at Substack.com. Y'all will see it. Uh, mm-hmm. Three ways God speaks to you. For real. Yeah. And uh, we just told you two. You got to go look for the third one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to go rewatch that episode myself. And by the way, I think that's a paid episode. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes you gotta you gotta give up a little little something in exchange for some of them jewels. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It ain't just uh, anything worth having is worth giving up something for. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah, sure, I feel that way. For sure. And you yeah, know, we we kind of beating around the bush here, but everything we just said goes right into down the prairie dog hole about the Ken Paxton and the COVID suit. COVID mm-hmm. lawsuit. So I guess we'll go ahead and, and launch into that, man. Let me pull it up here. What I'm going to do, I'm just going to read. I'm going to try not to read too much of it, but I'm going to read to where 
that everybody can get a, a pretty good understanding of what it was. And now the reason we going over this is because uh, and I don't want to I don't know you know what your personal politics are. Some people, Democrat, Republican, Independent, Libertarian, whatever. That's fine and dandy. Where everybody know Ken Paxton just got a, a just beat the impeachment trial or whatever. So mm-hmm. that to me seemed like politics. I don't know what the facts of the case really were because <laughs> how can you? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. But Ken Paxton, I will say, is one of the reasons that we came back to Texas. He because we saw him, we was in we was in some places up in Virginia and Maryland where it ain't man, it ain't it just wasn't cool at all politically to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And while we up there under all kind of feeling like we under the thumb of tyranny we looking down at texas and florida they like they they chilling and doing everything right and doing <laughs> acting like they had some common sense at least and ken paxton was what excuse me one of those cats that was acting like he had some common sense mm-hmm. and uh one of the things that he is currently doing this this directly has something to do with love because this case, this court case is being handled in the district court of Lubbock County, Texas. And what it is, is Kim Paxton is suing Pfizer, the vaccine manufacturer, because they lied. He claims they lied about the effectiveness, knowingly lied about the effectiveness of their COVID vaccine. And what he's saying to me is 100 percent true because I was aware of this probably 2021. You know what I'm saying? The people that I listen to, the analysts and stuff like that, they were saying the same thing two or three years ago. So for him to come out now and say the same thing, and this is I got the we got the legal brief right here, so we're just gonna read it. Um State of Texas is the plaintiff and Pfizer is the defendant in the district court of Lubbock County, Texas. <coughs> Excuse me. It says to the honorable district judge, the COVID nineteen vaccines are the miracle that wasn't (laughs) at the end of 2020, the defendant Pfizer broadcast to the world that it's COVID-19 vaccine was 95% effective based on this and other statements made by Pfizer touting, touting the efficacy of its new vaccine. Americans were given the impression that Pfizer's vaccine would end the coronavirus pandemic and lift the omnipresent veil of fear and uncertainty from an anxious public. That's some pretty highfalutin language. (laughs) He said, placing their trust in Pfizer, hundreds of millions of Americans lined up to receive the vaccine. But contrary to Pfizer's public statements, the pandemic did not end. It got worse. More Americans died in 2021 with Pfizer's vaccine available than in 2020 with the first year in the first year of the pandemic. Mm. This in spite of the fact that the vast majority of Americans received a COVID-19 vaccine with most of them taking Pfizer's. Indeed, by the end of 2021, official government reports showed that at least in some places, a greater percentage of the vaccinated were dying from COVID-19 than the unvaccinated. So Pfizer's vaccine was plainly not 95 percent effective. And he says, how did this happen? How did Pfizer's vaccine achieve such widespread adoption yet fall short of the stated goal of ending the pandemic? In a nutshell, Pfizer deceived the public. First, Pfizer's widespread representation that its vaccine possessed a 95% efficacy against infection was highly misleading from day one. The number was only ever legitimate in a solitary, highly technical, artificial way 
It represented a calculation of the so-called relative risk reduction. And this right here is something I was I've been learning about for years. And it's why I have my whole the way the, the whole thing, I believe, medically, my whole mindset is informed by stuff like this. Once you know about relative risk reduction versus absolute risk reduction, once you read that and understand that, you'd be like, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Yeah. So let me go on because he even explains it right here. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, says, um, let me go back to that last little, that last little thing, the last page. I'm pulling it up on my phone, but yeah. So he says that that number, that 95% efficacy was only legitimate in a solitary, highly technical, artificial way. It represented a calculation of the so-called relative risk reduction. Uh, for vaccinated individuals in Pfizer's then unfinished pivotal clinical trial. But FDA publications indicate, so the FDA itself says, relative risk reduction is a misleading statistic that unduly influences consumer choice. I got to read that again. The FDA in their (laughs) own publications says that when you use relative risk reduction, like Pfizer did and say it's 95%, Effective. That's the relative risk reduction. That is a misleading statistic that unduly influences consumer choice. Indeed, according to the FDA, when information is presented in a relative risk format, the the risk seems large. The risk reduction seems large and treatments are viewed more favorably than when the same information is presented using more accurate metrics. He says here the proof is in the pudding. While Pfizer's 95% figure made its vaccine seem highly effective, the, the truth was quite different. When it began making this claim, Pfizer possessed on average only two months of data from clinical trials to which, uh, from which to compare vaccinated and unvaccinated p- persons. Of 17,000 placebo recipients, only 162 acquired COVID-19 during this, this two-month period. So based on those numbers, I know I'm, this is kind of technical. But stay with me for a second, though, and then we'll we'll get into the discussion on it. So of those 17,000 placebo recipients, only 162 acquired COVID during that two month trial period. Based on those numbers, vaccination status had a negligible impact on whether a trial participant contracted COVID-19. The risk of acquiring COVID-19 was so small in the first instance during this short window that Pfizer's vaccine only fractionally improved a person's risk uh, risk of infection. Here it is right here. And a vaccine recipient's absolute risk reduction, the Federal Food and Drug Administration's preferred metric, showed that the vaccine was merely 0.85% effective. Moreover, according to Pfizer's own own data, preventing one COVID-19 case required vaccinating 119 people. And he goes on to say in this thing about how they once that started becoming clear that the vaccine wasn't effective, then they started silencing people on websites and not letting doctors say stuff and scientists say you got kicked off YouTube. You know what I'm saying? But the crazy part about it is it's just common sense. I didn't I didn't need anybody uh, scholastic. Right. Genius. Right. To tell me that they didn't have the proper data. Right. <laughs> on that vaccine, it, it, it happened too fast. Too fast. I'm just saying. And I was like, nope. 
Nope. I don't want no flu shot. I don't want nothing. And I'm sure not all of a sudden y'all just jump over with this. Nope. 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 I don't do needles. I don't do none of that. They done that made a just, vaccine in the bathtub last night. Talk that's about what I'm saying. Thinking. My thing was just no period because I don't do shots. Me either. So I don't care what they was talking about. Yeah. I wasn't finna get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just... I, I was like, okay, well, I got to do, oh, wash my hands even more than I do. Yeah. Oh, make sure, oh, I can do all that. Yeah. I can do all that, but I'm not finna do, right, <laughs> I'm right. not finna go get no, uh, to, uh, toxic cocktail, uh, shot. Yeah. Which is brew injection. Yeah, whatever that is. Yeah. yeah no, let sir. me, let me, bro, let me, uh, <laughs> remind me about washing your hands. Say, when we get done with this conversation, tell me to come back to washing your hands because yeah. I got to, I'm going to roast somebody up. But can, <laughs> let me just read this again. Because, come on, man. So, dude, a vaccine recipient's absolute risk reduction, according to the Federal Food and Drug Administration's preferred efficacy metric, showed that the vaccine was merely 0.85% effective. And it's not just the COVID vaccine. They always tell you the relative risk reduction, Mm. which makes it, oh, it's 95% effective. It's 82% effective. The, the absolute risk reduction is always less than 1% for every vaccine you look at almost. Mm. Put it like this, every vaccine I didn't look at. So why would you take it? Mm. And everybody knows this to be true. How many people took the flu shot but get the flu? Because they're giving it to you. I'm telling you, that's another reason why I did not want, I don't do shots. It, it's like, how you going? I don't, uh, you got it. Of course you got it. They just gave it to you. You yeah. just sat there and rolled your sleeve up. Yep. And accepted that. I'm cool. I yeah. don't want that. <laughs> I don't want none of that. <clears throat> I will tell you what. When I was in the military, man, uh, one thing I didn't think about when I joined that mug is how, how they like to shoot you up with stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about, oh, start a glorious career, learn a language. Oh, yeah. Got the basic training. And them fools hit us. What? Walking down to both with people on both sides, and I was like, "What? Oh, uh-huh. oh, what?" <laughs> Man, and and then everybody got sick in basic, of course, because of that. And then the other thing that happened to me with vaccines in the military, when I was at Goodfellow, uh, I got a flu shot. It was probably the first flu shot I ever had, I think, other than whatever they gave us in basic. And they gave me the flu, flu shot, and then a few days, the next day or two, I felt sick. I got real sick, got the flu, and then I just fell off the cliff and got tonsillitis, Dang. tonsils swole up. Oh, cock on, you turned into an elephant, man, what they do to you, That's bro. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Brother lost 25 pounds because my tonsils were so swole, I couldn't uh, eat. I could man. barely drink warm water. You know what I'm saying? Whoa. I ain't never, I, I ain't never been sick like that in my life up to that. Yeah. I don't think I had ever had no vaccine. They gave you rubella or something, man. They gave me me monkey pox (laughs) of the throat and stuff. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that see, that's what I'm talking about right there. So I say, man, Ken Paxton, go get him, get him. Y'all might get mad at me. But what? I mean, if if they had signed that 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 clause or whatever, where you can't sue them, yeah. How, how does it change what he's doing? So apparently, they're, they, he he kind of explains later in the lawsuit, like, yeah, normally you can't sue vaccine for for injuries, but this is not the injury. This is because they lied about the oh, effectiveness. Like, okay. And in Texas, you can't lie about a product like mm-hmm. that. 
And I thought it was a long thing, a long affidavit or whatever. Um, and it, it looks like I, th- I saw in there, it was like a, I forget the amount, the dollar amount he was going over, but mm-hmm. I got to recheck it out. But anyway, we're going to put a link down to this study down here in uh, the sections down here under the, under the podcast. Cause I want y'all to check the whole story out and don't, don't be mad at me and don't take my word for it. I mean, the, a lawyer, the attorney general of Texas is not going to bring a suit like that unless he think he got a chance of, of winning a case. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what I'm going to do, man, I'm going to try to show up at that district county court or whatever. I got to talk to some of these cats. I know like Adam Pirtle, that's a lawyer. Like mm-hmm. where, where is that? First of all. And second of all, can I go to that? Mm-hmm. And if so, man, I'm going to, I'll take a day off of work and go sit in on that mug and take some notes. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's one of the reasons we came back to Texas. Cause it, they had common sense about that, that, that whole pandemic, that pandemic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I call it. Yeah. For real. Cause it was just, I mean, uh, I understand the need for concern, but like when panic supersedes common sense, come on, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, come on, man. Yeah. That's what made me super skeptical to yeah. begin with. They yeah. were scaring you too much. And that's what I'm saying. Like the, the thing, I think it was, it was weird enough. It was, I think it was orchestrated. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because at first you hear of one case in China, and then the next thing you know, we run around here in mass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, man, what? Yeah. Why y'all didn't isolate that? Oh, y'all done let the man fly to San Antonio? Yeah. Then he done flew. Like, what? And you remember they were talking about, we shouldn't close the borders down. We shouldn't stop air traffic. Just saying, man. You That's know? racist. Yeah. It's uh but at the same time, bro, like I say, on the on the common man level that we own, like we susceptible to whatever they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. We just have to we have to have the discernment and the understanding and, and to be able to see. Yeah. Or the understanding as they say, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. The overstanding, all that. Overstanding, understanding, understanding. You know what I'm saying? Because Outstanding. For real, because it's so many different uh, levels to the game, so many layers to the onion, as they say, yeah. man. You know what I'm saying? It's like a um, a labyrinth. Yeah. Where you can get so far and think you at the end, but actually four or five turns back, you made the wrong turn because yeah. you're supposed to be over here to get to the – but you feel like you done made it over here. And now you back at the beginning sometimes. You know man. what I'm saying? Down the prairie dog. That's, that's how they got it. That's, that's how they make it, man. It's, yeah. it's a little bit of fiction. With a little bit of truth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. You know what else I wanted to touch on? Because they keep saying that, you know, COVID was from a, you know, from Wuhan. Because right at the beginning, I I saw some. Eating uh, bat. Well, no, right at the beginning, I saw where they were saying it was made by, well, Fauci funded the lab. The lab. Mm -hmm. And that was the first thing that came out. Yeah. The first, when when that, that was the first time they said something. Then. Yeah. You never heard that again. Right. Because Fauci made a concerted effort, him and his, his cronies, to squash that news and kick anybody off social media that was mm-hmm. talking about it. But <clears throat> I'm going to say something that's, you know, it's it's supposedly an established fact now that it came from the lab that was funded by uh, Peter Dasick and all these and through Fauci going through Eco Health Alliance and all these cats. But I think that is a misdirection. I do not think it came from a lab. 
I'm not 100% sure it was a real thing that existed. Because if you get into how they did the PCR tests and all that, the whole thing is doubtful and fraudulent. Mm-hmm. It's not clear that there was a virus. Yeah. You know it, what I'm uh, saying? Expect, well, I would say from from that aspect, mm-hmm. but it was something. It yeah. was something, yeah. but I don't think, it's just like you saying, I don't think it was whatever they're trying to right. say it was, but right. it was something that was making people sick. You know what I mean? Like uh, it was something that was making pe- people sick. Yeah. Maybe it was the flu. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like maybe it was genuinely a strain of the flu yeah. that for that year that came around and they kind of well, you know meshed. They, uh, at the same time that COVID was racking up these numbers, the flu almost disappeared. So that's what I'm saying. See, like they can't isolate one single thing to say, okay, this is, you see this, this is the COVID virus yeah. or whatever. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's, it's something that some people was catching. It had to be the flu. It yeah. was just a bad strain of the flu. Right. For for that time period, there's something that people were catching and, and depending on your immune system. Yep. Depending on the severity yep. of how it was. Because, like, when I I got sick, I, I wasn't really sick. Like, I, my, I, I, didn't, I wasn't tired. My body wasn't hurting. I wasn't aching. I didn't have a stuffy nose, runny nose, nothing. The only thing that happened was I lost the taste. Taste and smell. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The only thing I did was eat peppers, man. Cayenne pepper and Jolly Peppers. Yeah. Like, that's how I knew I didn't have taste when I, I was eating a jalapeno. But you know how them peppers, they going to open your sinuses. That's why I was eating them. So, like, getting that mucus out yeah. and then doing the, I mean, you know, like the sea moss and all this stuff. With the but what? The sea moss? Sea moss, yeah. And What's that? It's like seaweed. Oh, sea moss. Sea moss. Sea moss. Yeah. Oh, sea. Mm-hmm. I thought you said like a letter C. No. Sea and, moss. Uh, yeah. And that's that's really all I did. And it was like probably... Maybe a week tops yeah. that, you know, and then I was cool, but yeah. I didn't never get, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I will tell you, this going to be real. This going to be real deep down the prairie dog hole right mm-hmm. here. But I'm starting to wonder if there, if viruses are what they say they are and if they do what they say they do, because there's a whole school of thought called terrain therapy. Mm-hmm. And and then you have uh, viral germ theory, germ theory versus terrain theory. That's the two big schools of thought on how and why do people get sick. Mm-hmm. And uh, Louis Pasteur and all his cronies kind of popularized, popularized germ theory that these invisible things floating in the air come get you. They weren't even able to even discover viruses, but they already had a name. They called them viruses, had never seen one, didn't have powerful enough microscopes. There was just a theory. And here's the thing why I just to kind of gloss over it and simplify it a little bit. One of the reasons I'm not sure that viruses are what they say they are is because, excuse me, they have not been able to take a virus. And using what they call Koch postulates, it's like four steps, it's common sense steps of how to prove a virus causes a disease. You get somebody, a bunch of people that have the same, the exact same symptoms. Mm-hmm. You take samples from them you know mucus and spit and you know whatever and you isolate the virus that you think is there Mm -hmm. you take that virus you have to be able to give that virus and only that virus 
not a bunch of other stuff, not the rest of the fluid that came from the person, just the virus. Give it to another person and they got to get the exact same illness. And you got to be able to take the virus back out of them and compare it and say, yep, that's the same one. Well, guess what? That's never been done. Yeah. Never been done in an experiment before. People will say, oh, that's crazy. You cra-. This is what I'm talking about. You, we can't imagine the level of evil and the, the nonsense that goes on. And it may not even be evil. It may, I think it's evil, but it could just be people committed to believing in a certain school of thought. Mm-hmm. And they, they only look for that answer down that particular path. Mm-hmm. But during the Spanish flu of 1918, I was reading, they literally took sick people, took they eye dry, I don't know, eye, swab, they eye, they nose, they mouth, they throat, took all their fluids and put it in people's nose, put it directly in healthy people's nose, put it directly in, injected into people, put it directly in your eye. Couldn't give nobody, couldn't give nobody that was healthy, sick with the same symptoms. They literally took patients and told them, okay, here's a healthy guy. Here's a sick person laying on his sick bed. They put them face to face and had them have a conversation for five minutes. And then they had them breathe each other's oxygen in and out their mouth, sharing the same breath for five minutes. Man, who signed up for that? <laughs> well, it was military, so uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, you don't know what you signed up for. They probably was draftees. It was, yeah. it was 1918. Man. <laughs> the problem is they still couldn't get nobody sick. They couldn't make one healthy person sick with the same symptoms of even face to face breathing, breathing in, you breathe out, I breathe in. <sighs> we sharing breath. They don't get the same. They don't get sick. Mm-hmm. But you know what they did do at the time? Two things. A, they had just came out uh, with a new vaccine that could have been part of the problem. And the other thing is they were using aspirin. Aspirin was newly discovered. And they was using ridiculous doses of aspirin. They was basically just throwing it down by the handful. Oh, it works so good. Throw it down. But one of the side effects of overdosing on aspirin <coughs> is a flu-like symptoms where your lungs get, you basically drown in your lungs. Mm-hmm. So, <coughs> excuse me, when you look at stuff like that, you have to question like, okay, uh, who was it? Past year, I guess it was talking about, or was it Jenner talking about smallpox? Both of them cats <clears throat> did the same experiments where they would literally take fluid out of a sick animal and put it in a healthy animal to the point where, <coughs> excuse me, I think it was Pasteur. He had to uh, drill a hole in a monkey's brain in his skull <coughs> and put. The fluids of another sick monkey in it couldn't get him sick. Why? Why would he drill a hole in the monkey head? Man? Because it wasn't working by breathing and putting it in his nose and putting it in his mouth. That didn't work. He wouldn't get sick. So he finally drilled a hole <coughs> in a skull, and then I think one of them got sick. Like that's not even how it works. <laughs> man, I gotta get something to sip on here. Yeah, he's like gonna drill a hole in his skull. With with uh, it was the same thing with polio. Mm. Couldn't get sick people sick with polio. I think that was the one where they drilled the hole in the monkey's brain, and he finally, they couldn't get it through in breathing in the air and putting the fluids in his eyes and his mouth and his nose. So finally, they drilled a hole and put some ground up monkey brain from a polio monkey, <coughs> and uh, 
He ground up the monkey brain? Yeah. Dang. And then he finally kind of shows some weird symptoms. But I'm like, duh, in his brain, of course he's going to show some weird symptoms. So that's why I say I'm not 100% certain that germs are what they say they are, that, that viruses are. Mm. And you can get what I think we've been going for a minute now. I don't want to go too much deeper, but maybe we'll get into that on another show. Like, what are viruses? And to me, it seems like viruses, you know how shrimp, you talk about you don't eat scavengers? Viruses are scavengers for us. Yeah. is what That's the theory in terrain theory. So when you get sick, when you get poisoned by something that you ate or something that's in the air, chemicals, radio waves, wireless signals, those are all radiation. Mm-hmm. When you get poisoned through whatever means, your body tries to get that poison out of your cells and out of your body. And they, it looks like viruses are actually little sacks of poison that come out of your cells. Mm. They don't actually, because when you take a, when you look at them in a microscope, you're taking a photograph, basically. So you can't tell if it's coming out of the cell or going in the cell. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? It's just a packet of DNA or RNA that's just kind of sitting there. So it's like, it's like if you rolled by somebody's house and took a picture of a dude standing in the doorway with the door open and one foot out. It's just a snapshot. You don't know if he's coming in, going out. Uh, yeah. So that's how microscopes are. You look through a microscope, is that virus going in the cell or is it coming out the cell? It's hard to tell. And they look, these things called exosomes, mm-hmm. look just like viruses. They are exactly the same as viruses. You can't tell them apart. But you'll see them on a microscope, uh, like a powerful electron microscope, and it's like, huh, is, is, that, is that coming out of the cell or going in the cell? You can't tell. Mm-hmm. And they look just like so, so-called viruses. So the theory is viruses are like when you see somebody taking the trash out of their house. That's what your cell is doing. That's what a virus is. It's a little vesicle full of poison that your cell is detoxifying itself from, putting it out on the curb, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So it's like, huh. Now, I ain't no expert on this. I'm just a dude that read and yeah. is, is, <laughs> is uh, I would say, rightfully skeptical about stuff. Yeah. And that makes more sense to me than some invisible enemy floating in the air. And by the way, when you got an invisible energy enemy floating in the air, what can you do? You can make everybody scared. Which, by the way, when you're scared, your, your immune system don't work well. <laughs> so it, hey. it's easier to get sick. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't know. It was crazy to me. It was it was just crazy to me, man. Just how people start panicking and. Mm-hmm. Well, it was. It seemed to me that that it was made to. It was set up to make you panic. But that's what I'm saying. Like, out of all of that, like, if you're trying to be healthy, then be healthy. Right. Make healthy choices. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not a magical pill. Yeah. A magical shot, a magical tonic. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, it's a. It's just, this is what I'm trying to get on. Eat less, eat better, move more. Yeah. That's pretty much it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Hmm. In a nutshell. <laughs> in a nutshell. Yeah, in a nutshell. Now, I wanted to get on something real quick. Oh, you said uh, to remind you yeah. of... Uh, so, I got a little little scratchy throat and stuff, and I've been trying to eat a lot of soup and a lot of broth lately. And I've been on, on the... Uh, what they call it? I want to call it faux, but it's not faux, it's pho. 
You know what I'm talking about? Them Vietnamese noodles. Mm. <laughs> it's like ramen. It's the same thing as ramen, but it's the real stuff. Mm. The Vietnamese version of it. Anyway, man, I went to, uh, I'm going to say the name of it. I went to Hawaiian Poke and Ramen over there by Tech. And the other day, because I had, had had me some ramen the day before it was good, I said, let me find a closer joint. So I went over there and I go up in there and man, you talking about, you talking about how people, they, they sanitation and they washing the hands. Okay. So I go up in there, I, I, I park in the parking lot. And as I'm walking up to the place, a dude comes out, a little Asian guy. I, he's, you know, I didn't think nothing of it. He walks down the sidewalk. I walk in the door. He walks out the door, down the sidewalk. I walk in the same door. A couple minutes later, while I'm standing in line, trying to figure out, they got a weird menu. He's like, what? I'm kind of baffled. I'm sitting there looking. The same dude walks back in the door. I look back when I heard the door. I saw him walk in. He walked right past me, directly around behind the food where he was going to serve and said, all right, can I help you? And I didn't mean to say this. It slipped out because I was kind of taken aback. <laughs> but he said, hi, can I help you? And I was like, yeah, if you wash your hands. And Pretty he, much. <laughs> and he was like, uh, sorry, what? I said, I did my hands like that. I said, you going to wash your hands? He's like, oh, I got gloves. I got, no, I, I got some gloves. I said, well, you got to wash your hands, man. I, I'm going to put on gloves. You still wash your hands before you put them gloves on, sir. Uh, man, you're going to touch your dirty hands on the gloves yeah. to put them on. Yeah, that's why I don't eat out, bro. So right when he didn't act like he was militantly opposed to washing his hands, he was like, I'm going to put on gloves. I just did like this. Walked out. Pretty much. I can't believe I had to. I can't believe we was going back and forth about it. I'm telling you, man, it's just certain stuff. I don't know. I can look at, I can see something going on with the way something being prepared, and I'm I'm cool, I'm straight on that. I don't like, want, yeah, we good. I don't want it. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. You can keep it. I don't want that. Yeah, like we were at a pizza place. I had took the girls, and uh, we sitting there, you know, standing there watching them make the pizza and all that. And uh, I just noticed, man, this dude is tossing the dough up. His arms is hairy, man, and the oh. dough all on his arms. He Flipping the dough <laughs> all on his, you know what I'm saying? And I was just telling the girls, like, yeah, I ain't coming here no more. Like, I'm not. That's that, you know what I'm saying? That kind of spoiled my appetite, man. That's Thinking a little about much. That man on her in my piece of dough, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't want that. That's not cool. I don't know. Some people. Feel like you're going in that brick oven or whatever it's it is. And it is. It's probably going to be 400 degrees. It's probably going to kill all the germs. But I, certain things I don't need to see. That's what I'm saying. Um, like a chicken get his head twisted. I don't need to see that. I eat chicken though, but I don't want to see <laughs> When I see that, I don't want to eat chicken. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. One time when I was a kid, man, my grandma, Grandma Dorothy, she used to have chickens. And uh, she made me kill a chicken and we ate it for dinner and I'm glad she did it was it wasn't a pleasant experience I was like 12 or something like that but I know I can do it again if I need to I'm not dying to do it again it's not on top of my bucket list you know what I'm saying yeah. but uh, that zombie apocalypse hit I twist a prairie dog neck ah, yeah. and smother them yeah 
Smelling with some onion gravy. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Man, we've been on this one. And some Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> what a uh, foghorn leg horn used to say. Uh, uh, boy, I said boy. Boy, I say boy, but he used to say uh, uh, some chicken. What a, uh, oh, chicken fricassee. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody was uh, Yosemite Sam. Chicken fricassee or something like that. <laughs> some prairie dog fricassee. Mm. All right, y'all. We coming up at this prairie dog hole. We've been we've been mm. down there for quite a while, man. Yeah, that uh, that shot wasn't no good. That jab, as they say. Mm-hmm. I had a uh, I had a partner that got it, man, and he told me that uh, he ain't felt the same since he got it. You wow. Know what what do you say? You feel like what's different? Or what? Just. He ain't really go into detail, mm-hmm. but he was just like, <clears throat> his body ain't right. Mm. So, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Man, that is, uh, all I can say is, go Ken Paxton, go. For real. And with that, I guess we finna go, man. Mm-hmm. Thank y'all for sticking with us, LBK. Uh, look for us out and about. If you got some place you want us to be, man, shoot us a, a comment down here at uh, southwestdigest.substack.com or tell swd at gmail.com. Um, yeah, let us know uh, someplace we need to go where you want us to go. We'll pop up. Huh? That's how we prefer to do. We just <laughs> pop up like, hey, what's up? What's going on? <laughs> All right, then, uh, I guess without further ado, man, we will bid y'all adieu. Thank God for showing mercy on me. Brought me home to the plains at the age of three. Occasionally, I stray from the nest, but I always come back to the best. LBK, love a T-E-X-A-S.